Hey everybody, welcome to Anime Stroganoff. I'm Lyle. And I am Eli. And today we've got <clears throat> another episode of So You Want to Watch. And in this case, So You Want to Watch Yu-Gi-Oh! Which is fair. Yu-Gi-Oh! is a pretty big, pretty big card game, pretty big anime series that's been running for, uh, let's see here, 22 years and counting continuously. Jesus Christ. It's uh it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 been going a while. So naturally there's a lot of it. But don't worry. We're here to help. Well, I'm here to help. Eli's just here to Why are you here? That's one of life's great mysteries, isn't it? Alright, well we'll 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 cover that in the Red vs. Blue episode. So there's three Three big things you need to consider when, when you want to get into Yu-Gi-Oh! media. And that's the, uh, the anime series, the movies, and then the manga. And each has their own things. And the movies are usually just uh, companion pieces to the animes, but we'll get to those. And then, of course, there's the card game, which doesn't have anything really to do with the anime plotline-wise. Uh, but it is the thing that the anime is at. This is true. That said, uh, there are some really cool plot lines in the in the card game, like in, in the cards themselves. Like the art has cool, like the art has. You can tell there's plot lines in the cards, and it's pretty cool to uh, put them together and be like, "Oh yeah, this happens and this happens. That's cool." But that doesn't matter. I'm here to talk about starting with the anime. So, any good discussion of Yu-Gi-Oh! anime has to start with Season Zero. The weird one. <laughs> it's, it's from before the show was focused... Before it was focused on the card game, Yu-Gi-Oh! was a... Uh, just like a general game-themed horror series. Uh, season Zero is specifically an adaptation of the original manga, and uh, so it's got a very much looser style about it, and uh, there's only like one episode in the original uh, original Season Zero, and like one chapter in the manga that covers dual monsters, what they call the card game in-universe, and it's... Uh, it's alright. I haven't actually seen all of Season Zero. I've seen, like, the first couple episodes. But, ultimately, it's just, uh, it's just, I guess, a 90s anime. And it was kind of weird. Not much to say about Season Zero, really. And, ultimately, you don't have to watch it to understand anything. At all. Cool. Anyways. <laughs> so, naturally, I suppose I should talk a little bit about the original manga, which, like I said, it started out as like a horror-y, game-themed manga where the protagonist completed a puzzle, which then unlocked an ancient Egyptian pharaoh's spirit in it, and uh, he's kind of evil, and he he keeps killing people uh, in I mean, who really hasn't? twisted. Nothing. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll just ignore that. I didn't that. just confess to murder. What are you talking about? 
Ah, that happens every week. Anyways, but uh yeah, there's some pretty brutal deaths in in the original manga. And then there's the Duel Monsters chapter arc, however long it lasted. And it's the main rival Seto Kaiba faces off against Yugi in a card game because he's some spoiled rich kid who likes card games. And then Yugi makes it real. And so basically that but that happened in real life. As in that event made caused pretty much everything for the rest of the series to occur because the main character's rival created all this hologram technology to start playing the card game with real monsters. And then in real life, people started like sending in mail asking like, hey, can we play this card game too? Like it sounds actually kind of cool. Despite the fact that it was completely made up, it was there was no rules for it. It was literally just a Magic the Gathering ripoff, more or less. Uh uh, what what innocence <laughs> the mid mid to late nineties were. So, anyways. So the start card game starts getting pretty popular. And uh so the mangaka decides to shift it, shift the storyline with a, a with a new launch called Yukio Duel Monsters, which is the mainline series. And so uh at the at this point the anime is still more or less adapting the manga to screen and I say for now mostly because it's going to go off the rails completely after Duel Monsters. The very basic Duel Monsters, 2000, 2000 to 2004. This is the original series, good old Yu-Gi-Oh! As everyone knows it. Uh, this, is, this is the one with the most filler arcs of any Yu-Gi-Oh! series. As in, like, they had a, a, an ongoing arc that in the middle of it, they decide, okay, we're gonna, we don't have any material, so we're gonna take everybody and put them in their in a, uh, in a, in a filler arc for a little while, and then they get out, finish the arc, and then immediately start a season long filler arc, and then after that they start another filler arc to start the next season. Good news is though the the series ends on a really really good, uh, tabletop RPG style. Arc. It's really cool. Anyway, so yeah, dual monster. I mean, really, I don't think I should have to explain what the dual monsters era for Yu-Gi-Oh is. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so because Konami loves money, they kept making the card game. And so, when the original manga ended, they're like, having the TV show made us a shit ton of money and advertised the card game, so we're going to need you to make more of the show. And so, immediately following End of Duel Monsters, they start up Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, 
which is explicitly a sequel to Duel Monsters, as in it's set in the same timeline, just further along. And it doesn't feature a lot of characters from the original series, but they do, like, show up from time to time. Uh, I mean, Yugi literally shows up in the first episode to give new protagonist Jaden a card. Oh, yeah, I remember. There was a big deal when that, like, I don't know if it was when it came out, came out when it was, like, localized and dubbed in America. They made a big deal out of it, and I watched it, I was completely lost as to what was going on. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um. Uh, so, yeah. GX takes a very wide uh, tone change i think i think i'd call it a tone change because where dual monsters was pretty much just there's stuff happening because of a card game gx has the main character literally going to a school to learn how to play the card game well specifically it's more of like a general school for like both pro duelists and like card designers and whatever it's the classic thing of japanese high schools being like super focused on one thing I mean, it, I, I'm pretty sure there's a uh, there's an anime where the protagonist goes for goes to school for like I don't know shogi or something. Point is, GX school. Um, funny thing is, a lot of people like to make fun of well, they like they used to like to make fun of GX because it's it starts out much more happy. A lighter tone is probably a better way to say it than the original series. Uh, and just the inherent absurdity of a, a school for card games. But, uh... Ooh. Uh, <laughs> season three, am I right? You don't, you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't think no anyone else has watched it, so... No. That's Yeah, that's fair. Okay, basically... Season one is pretty straightforward. Um, like, villain wants an ancient artifact underneath the islands where the school is. Then season two, uh, the villain is an evil cult controlled by aliens, and the protagonist has to go to space to get a card that he sent into space as a child in order to fight them. Uh, see, and then season three... They go, the, the whole crew goes to another dimension where the protagonist turns evil and commits multi-dimensional genocide. That, uh... <clears throat> that sounds like it took a turn. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. Um, oh, yeah, and also the protagonist killed all his friends. Sort of. I mean, they don't call it killing in the dub, but it, it's, it's killing. He sent them to the shadow. Specifically, he sent them to the stars. But, uh, yeah, I suppose we should mention that real quick. Uh, the, just on sub versus dub, you've got a pretty wide gulf in terms of, uh, contents. Because the sub is, there's a lot of death. A lot of death, a lot of people die. But when it was ported over to America, four kids got their hands on it. So, they, uh, uh they kind of changed a lot of stuff like guns like no one was allowed to have guns 
Uh, and they did the thing where you're not allowed to say die. So, in the original Yu-Gi-Oh, if someone would have quote unquote died, well, if they had, if they would have died, they're quote unquote sent sent to the shadow realm. Which sometimes that is actually what happens, but it's still like <laughs> they die if they're sent to the shadow realm. So. I mean, it's a, it's particularly egregious in the original series when uh, Yuki and Kaiba are dueling on top of a skyscraper standing on a pane of glass ceiling, and if they lose, the glass breaks and they fall. And in the dub, it's, oh, if you'll fall and be sent to the Shadow Realm. In the sub, it's, uh, if you'll fall and die. What's with Kaiba and constantly putting himself in weird suicide traps? So that is a very good I just question. remember another time, vaguely half-remembered, back into my mind. Yep. Where he Kingdom. stood on a ledge, and yep. he's basically like, attack my monster if you want, but the shockwave will knock me off and I'll die. Or, yeah, that happened. Yeah, like... It happened actually pretty early in the help. series. Let's just let's just say Kaiba's got some issues. Just like all the other rival characters. So let's see here. Yeah, so we had Jaden with the, with all of the uh the multidimensional genocide, right? Multidimensional genocide. Okay. So then at the end of all that, he turns good again and fuses with a uh not non-binary. Agender? Agender? Androgynous? Whatever. He fuses with a demon. And uh, that that's that's where the original <laughs> that's where the English dub ends. Because they never they never uh dubbed season four of uh GX. Some might say that's for the best. Uh considering that season four isn't great from what I've heard, but at the same time we don't get to see what happened to everybody after they came back from being dead. So in, in the dub, everybody just dies? Sounds like fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. Good good times, GX. Good times. GX has been one of my favorites for a while. I just, I, I, I like cards that came out of it. And it's it's a good time, in my personal opinion. Rocket rock and OP. Really, all of the, all of the Yu-Gi-Oh OPs are great. Except for Rain, but we'll get to that. So yeah, GX ran from 2004 to 2008. And then 2008 to 2011, we have five Ds. Should I explain what the, the, all the names mean? They mean things? Well, let's see. GX is actually, I think it starts out as more or less a complete nonsense sequel title, uh, but they do manage to tie it in with the Generation X tournament in Season 2, I want to say. Uh, but yeah, GX is, I don't know. And then 5Ds is called that because there's five dragons that make up the Crimson Dragon, which is this arcs, this series is a uh, uh, MacGuffin thing. Yeah. 
should probably mention the manga. So I mentioned earlier how the Duel Monsters manga was just straight up adapting the manga. The anime was adapting the manga. From GX onward, they do not follow this, uh, this, whatchamacallit, this pattern. Instead, the manga goes off and does its own thing, and the anime goes off and does its own thing, so that they never have to, uh, worry about overlapping. This does produce some weirdness when, for example, uh, characters will use one type of deck in the anime but then a completely different type of deck in the manga and they'll even go through entirely unrelated character arcs that put them in completely different positions so think of the manga as basically starting from the char- the same character designs and character description but not off not always the same starting position and Never the same ending position. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and especially not for one manga in particular that I'll talk about later. So yeah, 5Ds is best known for card games on motorcycles. I mean, how else are you going to play a card game? Just standing there, obviously. Like a chump? Like a chump, yeah. Anyways, so... Yeah, I Five Ds is weird because it's it's the one Yu-Gi-Oh series that I can't really I I don't I don't know I just I can't watch it it's kind of boring it's just I don't know I don't know what to tell you you'd think that a series that has uh people chosen by an ancient Incan dragon god fighting against the beasts imprisoned under the Nazca lines, and then later fighting against people from the future trying to destroy society, or trying to destroy yes, just trying to destroy society in order to save the future. You'd think that would be pretty exciting, you know? I mean, it sounds exciting, but I also can't remember a thing. That's kind of the point. It's kind of the problem. So yeah, 5Ds is alright. I'd say probably one of the most notable things about it is that the protagonist never loses a single duel. Ever. Ever. Even if it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Never loses. I I think I, I read somewhere that part of it is he has like magic protagonist powers that he straight up can't lose against anyone who's not also a magic protagonist. So he literally has water. Yeah, pretty much. Which is, uh, yeah, that's fun. A lot of fun. A lot of fun with that. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, not, to, not much to say about 5Ds. Not, it's not my favorite, personally, but I, I know there are a lot of people out there who like who like the protagonist, and and also the one girl who uses, uh, fortune lady cards she's cool i like her she lost all her character development after season one so she's dead to me <laughs> <laughs> so anyways so that ran 28 2008 to 2011 <clears throat> so after well not after that but near the end of that we get the second movie i should probably talk about the first movie 
So the first movie called Yu-Gi-Oh! Pyramid of Light, or if you watched oh, the dub, it was Yu-Gi-Oh! The Movie. Yeah, came I out in 2004. I owned that on VHS. I watched that in theaters, man. Ah, uh, great. Good times, good times. I remember you, you got the special card pack showing yeah. up. Yeah. I got, I got mine with, with the, the monk. I bought the, the monk. Ah, uh, nice. Came with a god card. Oh. Some stole. Yeah, that sounds about right. Him down. Fun. Uh, I don't know if this was ever, if the movie was canon. It was just kind of more Yu-Gi-Oh, more or less. Kind of its own thing. Uh, wasn't it? It was wants... the big bad evil guy. He did a th- thing. There was wibbly wobbly juice. Yeah, more or less. Kaiba flew a jet <laughs> that he had made to look like a blue eyes. That happened in the series, man. That <laughs> did. Yeah, I think it also happened in the movie. Point is, the movie doesn't really matter. It's not great. It's it's got like one duel in it, and it's not a great duel, and the prote- and the the villain's not particularly interesting. So you don't really need to watch Pyramid of Light. Skip it. Go watch something better. Uh, something that is actually you might actually have to watch though is Yu-Gi-Oh! 3D Bonds Beyond Time from 2010, in which Yusei Fudo travels. Yusei Fudo is the protagonist of 5Ds. He travels back in time to team up with Jaden Yuki of GX and Yukimoto of Duel Monsters in order to defeat a villain from the future who's trying to destroy the card game in-universe. It makes sense in context. In, in, in this context, uh, basically, uh, in the future, card games produce energy. And so, in the future, people played a lot of card games in order to produce a lot of energy. And then they accidentally did the singularity and destroyed all of humanity, except for four dudes, one of whom uh, remodeled his face to look like Yusei. I don't know why. I don't know who. And then one of them was the, this guy in the movie who died and was rebuilt as an android and then sent back in time to destroy the card game. And so that basically all that is related to 5Ds and its whole meta plot thing. It's weird. But hey, it's kind of cool to see all, all of the protagonists of the first three Yu-Gi-Oh! series team up for a awesome trans time whole battle against an enemy big boss so that that was cool um i mean at the very least for the uh novelty of it it's kind of weird that it's required viewing for 5Ds but i don't know what to tell you 5Ds is weird Anyways, done with 5Ds. Moving on to Zexel. And some people will tell you that it's pronounced Zale. Do not believe them. They're idiots. 
So this ran 2011 to 2014, and in a change for the series, instead of featuring like high school age protagonists, it features middle school age protagonists. And it starts out way more laid back than uh, the previous series. The previous, I mean, the previous series was like fighting time traveling weirdos to who were trying to destroy the past to create the future and. Ugh. A lot of a lot of stuff going on there. In this one, it's we're back to uh, the formula of kid has a golden necklace and there's a weirdo who lives in the in the in the golden necklace. And uh yeah, a lot of fun there. I mean, naturally, this is a Yu-Gi-Oh series we're talking about, so the stakes get increasingly higher as as the so series goes on. Starting from just, you know, playground fights to uh, fighting for people's souls to fighting for the fate of Earth to fighting for the fate of three different worlds. Uh, one of the rivals turns evil, and it's actually a really well-executed heel face or face heel turn, and it's and it's actually quite tragic, but it's it does give us a really really cool final duel between them uh i quite liked Zexel. it's it's a lot of fun and also it's the only <laughs> series up to this point to get fully dubbed since the original duel monsters so like like i said uh gx they never dubbed season four five d's they never dubbed something else in it like i said i remember nothing of five d's so I cannot tell you where they stopped adapting it, uh, or dubbing it. But Zexel, we get everything, which is great. And some people complain about uh, main character Yuma's voice, but... Uh, I mean, he's like 13 years old. He's, he, he has a bit of a high-pitched and annoying voice, because he's 13 years old. I've, I've heard the dub voice, it's way too deep. Yeah, and I'm, I don't think there's much to say other than that uh, with every new... I probably should have mentioned, with every new series, there was a change in the card game as well. So with when 5Ds came out, they introduced the Synchro Monster. And when Zexel came out, they introduced the Xyz Monster. And oh, then, those things. Yeah. I still don't know how those work. So I'm not going to go into it too much. So basically, Xyz is they have a, have a rank instead of a level, and you make them by layering monsters of the same level on top of each other, and then put the Xyz monster on top of that. And then they usually have some effect when you, where you have to get rid of the cards underneath them. So, it's produced some of the, some of the uh, most fun cards, in my personal opinion. Like the train deck, which is one of my favorite decks right now. Where it's literally just a bunch of trains that then make uh, rail cannons. Choo-choo, motherfucker. Choo-choo, motherfucker, indeed. And so, after Zexel... Oh, wait. One more thing about Zexel. It was actually the last Saturday morning cartoon to ever air. In the world? Yes. It was... I believe it was the last thing in the time slot for the last channel that was running 
a Saturday morning cartoons segment, and then they they shut that down, and so Zexel was the the very last thing they played on that. Good times, good times. So, anyways, after Zexel, we move on to Arc Five, which I mistakenly pronounced as Arc V for many, many long times. This one's still got, uh, like, middle school protagonists, but it does feature a very interesting plotline with uh, interdimensional war going on and stuff, and people who are alternate versions of each other. Very, very, very good. Very good start. Very good start. It also introduces the Pendulum Monsters, which are... One of the most derided concepts in modern Yu-Gi-Oh. Mostly because they have the longest card texts in modern Yu-Gi-Oh. That is true. <laughs> they're like books sometimes, but regardless, they're actually pretty fun. Uh, all in all, in my personal opinion. In their base form, they're kind of OP, but not for the reasons that they were originally designed for. But whatever. Doesn't matter. No now note that I said that Arc 5 had a really good start. This series, which ran from 2014 to 2017, had a great season one. I don't think there's hardly anybody who can disagree. It is pretty much like a perfect season one with a few blemishes here and there, mostly in the form of episodes that didn't go anywhere. But season two, they go to one of the other dimensions, which is a copy of the five D's dimension of the five D's world. Uh, and they spend the entire season there. And, uh, half the season is a tournament arc that all the protagonists lose for plot reasons. And also just, they kind of lose and it doesn't make any sense. And they brought back Crow for some reason. And I hate Crow. Fuck Crow. Um, and I should probably should mention that 5Ds featured a very dystopian society where the poor were literally on their own island uh, recycling everything that the rich mainlanders uh, threw away. And it's a very, it's got a whole bunch of like classism and stuff going on there. Um, and then they do the same thing in, uh, in the synchro dimension arc in five, in arc five. Uh, but like they make the society even more dystopian. Like in five D's, you can get sent to jail for pretty much anything. If you're from, if you're poor, you can just get sent to jail for anything. And, but then in arc five, it's, even worse because not only is there the underclass and the jail there's also if you make a big enough sting you get sent to the like under underclass (laughs) basically you get sent to the recycling center where you live the literal rest of your life uh recycling the uh the garbage from the city above you and you never get to see the, the light of air light of day again 
what if you continue to make a fuss? You get sent to super duper jail? Is there a layer below that? No, I think at that point you just get murdered. Uh, yeah. So, so the the series introduces us to more and more of this fucked up dystopian society, and weirdly, like the tournament arc, uh, all the losers of it get sent to the underground recycling center for the rest of their lives, just because they lost one game, and like. For the viewer, it's treated as like, holy shit, that's 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 crazy, and but also kind of like this is a nor this isn't a super normal thing, but because everybody involved was not like a not, not a normal person, they were all like either underclass or people from another dimension, and then the protagonists find this out that if you lose, you go to super jail. And then they reveal it to the populace, and the populace is like, yeah, so what? <laughs> we knew that. And literally everybody's okay with it. And then they, then, then they get to the end of the arc, and there's a revolution going on, but the protagonist stops the revolution and the, and the dystopia by just dueling that good. Ugh. Point is, season two is not great. It has a few great. It has a few good moments, but you could honestly, honestly skip most of it, and you wouldn't miss anything. And of course, season three, where protagonists go to the other two dimensions and then fight the big bad, who is the protagonist. Uh and then they beat the big bad, and uh something happens i, I don't know <laughs> god like the last eight episodes don't make any sense and they really rushed it and it didn't make any sense at all and it was just awful awful ending where everybody's smiling but it doesn't make sense for them to be smiling <laughs> the best part of season three was when crow died and he went out like a bitch. Went out like a bitch. He came back, though. Uh, at least it wasn't as bad as in the manga, though. Because <laughs> uh, in the manga... Woo! <laughs> so, turned out the protagonist is from the future, and, uh, like, his... The main female character of the series is, in the manga, actually his mom. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, and, uh... Yeah. So, you know, if you were shipping them... Because, <laughs> why Why wouldn't you? <laughs> because... You think that platonic relationships are great? Well, that's fair. But I also... But they also have, like, a pretty, pretty good chemistry, all things considered. And uh, they're pretty cute together. But, just... <laughs> if you were shipping them in the manga... Uh, <laughs> uh, future incest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good times. So, anyways, twenty seventeen to twenty nineteen, we get the next series, Brains. And for the record, that's an initialism, or uh, 
virtual reality artificial intelligence network system. Basically, now it's Yu-Gi-Oh! in cyberspace. Uh, it also features a return to teenage, or, like, high school age protagonists. Uh, introduces Link monsters, which have been the bane of my existence. Oh yeah, uh, those things. Yeah. I don't know how those work either. Yeah. I'm not explaining those, I already explained it. Is that where monsters. the VTubers come from? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I hate those. Good times. I love my VTubers. <clears throat> so yeah, Brains. I actually haven't watched Brains. I saw the opening. It's terrible. Well, the English opening. There's no lyrics to it, so it's terrible, in my opinion. Everything before this has been great. Even Arc 5. It had a great opening. Could have been better if they had changed it up uh, from season to season. But, whatever. Not my concern. Uh... And the the funny thing about Brains is, uh, like, in a lot of the previous series, the cards that the protagonists and their allies used were sometimes, like, popular in the metagame of the actual card game. In Brains, literally all of the protagonists and villains use cards that, cards and decks that were at one point meta. Like, they were, everybody was lit was playing them, and, uh, I am Pot pretty sure, <laughs> no, Pot of Greed was banned a long time ago, and, uh, weirdly, apparently, whereas in other previous series, like, 5Ds and Zexel, every other summoning method, like, Fusion, was ignored. Uh, in favor of whatever was whatever the new hotness was, Arc Five broke that a little bit. Introduced a lot of uh, stuff that used both the new pendulum thing and the old stuff, which was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, and then Vrains goes further and gives every single summoning method a little bit of love, except pendulum because fuck pendulum apparently. Yeah, so don't know how that works. Not explaining. <laughs> Later. I'll explain it later. Um, you don't have to. Okay. Anyways, so... Yeah. Brains. I haven't... Like I said, I haven't watched it. I know that this is one of the first shows where the protagonist doesn't... has never dueled for fun. Like, every other series, the protagonist, one of their big big sticking points is that, like, all the people doing all the death games and stuff, they're not doing... They're not playing the game right. The game's just supposed to be for fun. You aren't... It, it's not normal to be going out and playing death games with cards to decide the fate of the world. I mean, how is it going to solve the fate of the world? It's a children's card game. It's in the rules. Must decide the fate of the universe. Fair, fair. Well, the difference for brains is that when the protagonist was a child, he was literally uh, beaten and starved as as he was forced to play the card game. So, uh... Why? <laughs> to, to create AI. What? No, yeah, no, no. no. Sh- You're explaining to me how that's supposed to work. 
I don't know. Uh, fucking, I, I, I literally don't know. <laughs> they locked a bunch of children in a clo in closets, made them duel, and then beat and starved them until they did, and somehow they made AI. <laughs> right, so their scientists were secretly orcs. <laughs> I, I guess. Uh. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's brains. Also, features a weird thing where like all of the allies from seasons one and two came back in season three as like hardcore villains. Like the the protagonist, goofy, like pet partner, AI came back as the big bad evil guy of season three like leading an AI revolution Reigns is weird man yeah anyways uh, so then in 2020 we get sevens which is return to the wacky cause it's uh, we're back to middle school protagonist and this one actually introduces an entire new format to the game whereas everything previously previously was just like standard format this is rush duel which literally really the only difference is you use a half size deck and uh only three columns instead of five i, I think that's about it uh i haven't watched sevens it doesn't have an english dub it's supposed to be really dumb though so if you enjoy really dumb shows, go for it. But I, I have heard it's also like a, a pretty good kind of dumb. So that's really up to you. And then 2022 to who knows? We've got Go Rush, which is more Rush Duel. I, I know literally nothing about it. The protagonist, I think, is named Udius. That's about it. And the protagonist also is like an alien or something. Like I said, I don't know anything about Sevens or Go Rush, other than they're really dumb and weird. Uh, and let's see here. So then, uh, the I, I would have mentioned the uh the first two movies, but I guess I only have to mention the third one, Dark Side of Dimensions, in 2016, which is a sequel to the manga timeline, which. Just so you know, because of some of the changes with the filler arcs, the anime timeline and the manga timeline don't 100% match up. Like, stuff happens in the manga that doesn't happen in the anime and vice versa. Like, there, a character dies in the manga, but he survives in the anime, and it's a pretty big deal that that, that happens. Anyway, so, Dark Side of Dimensions. Kaiva makes a uh, space station to access the afterlife to fight uh, the pharaoh one last time. And I think he goes to the afterlife in the end. Like, he abandons his life as a wealthy CEO of a major card game accessory corporation that used to do arms trafficking. <laughs> what? That's that's what is that's what the company used to do. That's what Kaiba Corp used to do. It was well not arms trafficking, arms dealing, whatever. Semantics. Uh 
I haven't watched Dark Side of Dimensions. I've heard it's really, really good, though. So, go go check it out, I guess. And then there's just the manga, and I've I've already mentioned most of the manga, where they have nothing to do with the anime, and they go on completely opposite uh, plot lines. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh well, there are, there are some spinoffs. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Zexel and Arc 5 both had a chippy comedy spinoff. And there's also a manga called OCG Structures, which is vaguely set in the real world and features actually competently constructed decks as opposed to the, uh, whatchamacallit? Heart of the Cards. Yeah. Not as much Heart of the Cards in OCG Structures. Which can actually make it fun, because uh, it, it, it most resembles the modern card game, I would say. So, raging bullshit that's over, like, before you even get to take a turn. Okay, not exactly like the modern <laughs> card game. I mean, I, it is interesting uh, in some ways, because things that manga that the OCG structures characters are like oh shit and freak out about <laughs> is completely different from uh, things that the uh, anime characters freak out because anime characters they're always like oh no a monster with a lot of attack points oh no I'm gonna die haha we beat it and in, in OCG structures like oh no an omni negate board infinite negates forever this is bad uh Good time. And there's no. a Sevens manga. <laughs> and there's a Sevens manga spinoff thing. I, I Like I said, I know nothing about Sevens, so I can't offer any advice. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's about everything. If you want if you want a concise point to start at, pick a series. Like, Take a look at the protagonists and be like, I like that one. I like the look of that one and just watch their series. And sooner or later, you will have watched all of Yu-Gi-Oh. There's not as much Yu-Gi-Oh as there is Gundam, I think. Even though Yu-Gi-Oh has been running 22 years and counting. Hasn't Gundam been running since the 80s? Well, yeah, but it but it hasn't had a new series every single season or every single year, and its its series are usually at most two seasons long. But Gundam does have an F load of spinoffs. Oh yeah, big time, big time. Ah, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's bad. I've been, and I suppose I can mention Yu Gi Oh Bridge, which is not technically. Yu-Gi-Oh! canon. It's, it's just... But sometimes video. we wish it was. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just... Uh, it's, the, it's a gag dub that popularized the term abridged series. And uh, I think it's the longest-running abridged series on the internet. Still going. For some reason. I mean, is Yu-Gi-Oh! over? No. Then there's no well, reason to stop abridging it. Well, I mean, the 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 series that 
he's abridging is over. <coughs> I don't know. I, f I felt like I was going somewhere with that. Uh, yeah. <sighs> I could complain more about Arc 5, <laughs> but I won't. Instead, uh, we'll just say until next time, I have been Lyle. And I have been Eli. And this has been Yu-Gi-Oh! Stroganoff.